Hello and welcome back to the J.W. Nixon High School Class of 1992 podcast. I'm your host, Missy Barrientos. This episode's guest is Tabby Hernandez. You might remember her from FFA or from ROTC or just as a bubbly personality around campus. Tabby will tell us what she's been up to in the past 30 years. But before I continue, I just want to warn you that this episode mentions suicidal ideation, which some people might find uncomfortable or uneasy. If you or someone you know is suicidal, contact your primary care provider or go to the nearest emergency room. Mental health is health care. If you had diabetes or a heart condition, or if your loved one had diabetes or a heart condition, you'd go see a doctor. Same thing goes for mental health. That's the end of my PSA. Now here is Tabby. Okay, so Tabby, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. It's great to see you. Likewise. <laughs> it's, I'm excited. I'm excited. Tell us what you've been up to, what you do, and what brings you joy in your life. Oh, quick snapshot uh, of who you are. A little snapshot. Let's see. Actually, I've I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot and um uh, where do I start? I, I guess after high school, I ended up doing college and um, I ended up getting pregnant. And so I had my son at 19. I became a single mom. I ended up getting married. No one locally. Um, he was from out of town. So I ended up marrying someone from back home from Chicago and it worked out for 12 years, but I was part of a relationship where it was, I was a breadwinner and that to him was like, how dare you, you know, how dare you, how, how dare you make more than I do? So from a three bedroom home, I ended up going to a, a bedroom home. I had an Escalade, I had Jeep, I had everything. And in one year, which this was my last year that I was with him, after 12 years, he filed for a divorce. For me as a woman, and I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't know if I should speak for a lot of women out there, but I felt that as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, I felt very low at some point of my life because I never in a million years ever thought that that was ever going to happen to me. Um, and more because I had two boys at this time. I lost everything. I lost my job. And because the owner passed away from where I was working, I was working in the oil fields for 12 years, making the money, had a huge home and I ran it out of my home. It was amazing, but I paid everything and it got to the point that it was just me, me, me. And I was okay because my parents brought up a really strong woman. And 
from the get-go being a single mom you know being single and then getting married and then having another son you know it made me stronger but at this point just getting served with divorce papers I think it was a little bit of a downfall for me not so much the divorce just the thought of me being a woman and I felt that I wasn't woman enough um so I went down for a while first I lose my job I get served with divorce papers and then I lose my home um so I lose my home and I see myself and my boys homeless so at this point I'm jobless I'm homeless I'm divorced and I don't know I've been a very very independent person that I never ran to my parents for any little thing. I didn't want them to worry about me. And, you know, I was a smart child to kind of live away from my parents at the time. I loved that privacy. I never told anyone. I would stay at friends' houses. I would stay in, in my vehicle that, again, I borrowed from my father because I had to voluntarily give everything up. So I gave all of my vehicles, I, I turned them all in voluntarily. I have an older sister and uh, she works with the city and she's like, hey sis, you know, I know that you're selling the house. And so I kind of saw these condos, beautiful condos. And I said, okay, I had money saved up. I had a severance pay after um, the owner had passed away and all that. So I had money saved. So I said, okay, let me check it out. And I did. They end up being high school acquaintances as well. So I was like, oh my gosh, you know? So I was really excited. They took me under their wing. I loved it. So here I am. And this is my condo. And I was there for 10 years. But within those 10 years in 2011, uh, here I go back again. And I was diagnosed with throat cancer. So I didn't tell my family for about six months because one, there was issues with my mom. She was having some eye issues and she was going blind herself. So it was something that I didn't want to put more on my parents, more worry or I felt just like I was going to be a burden at that time. So I didn't tell anyone. I dealt with going to doctor's office, going through my radiation all on my own for six months until I felt that I was already going into a situation that I couldn't even myself deal with. I didn't know. I didn't know where to go. I knew about support groups and all of this good stuff, but I didn't know how to make that first step. So um, I ended up going to my doctor's office and he looks at me and he tells me, what are you doing, Tubby? Look at you. Like you are 80 pounds. You're diminishing in front of me. What are you doing? And I basically said, I don't know. I don't know how to do this anymore. Like I'm a single mom. 
you know, I just moved into my condo. And at this time, I walked into a doctor's office. I was hired on the spot. So to me, I was like, you know, amen to that. So I was working full time and still going to school to become an EMT at night. So I had to juggle everything all at one time. I believe everything was just too much for me. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't find the, I didn't, I couldn't find that door. I couldn't. He told me, he's like, you need a support system. Have you told your family? I said, no. Are you still going to school? Yes. Are you still working? Yes. And he's like, okay, we need to do something here. I said, okay. So um, that Friday, we're not supposed to drink when, when we're under radiation. So I told my sisters, we need to grab a bottle of wine because I need to talk to you all. And um, I remember that at one point, my sister looked at me and she told me, oh my gosh, like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you sick? Like, you look so anorexic to me. And I'm like, no, I guess I'm just, you know, school and work and little did they know, right? So um, I'm there and I get my sisters together. And again, I'm the strong one. And I tell my sisters, I said, well, you know, let's pop that bottle up and, and let's, you know, let's chit chat, let's catch up. And, uh, and that's when I told them, I said, um, six months ago, I was diagnosed with throat cancer. Um, I was a stage three and they couldn't believe it. I think that my sisters, my younger sister who had stayed at that comment actually walked out. And she's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe you're telling me this right now. And uh, my older sister said, how, how did you hide this from us? I said, well, it, it's, it's my body. And I chose that um, at this time. That was my decision, but I think I'm ready mentally and spiritually to tell the family. And that's where I'm at right now. And they just sat there and just cried. And we cried and we cried and we cried. And it was the next day that um, my sister ended up telling my parents and we all went for breakfast at my parents' house. My dad just looked at me and he's like, nothing's, nothing's gonna happen to you. We're gonna get through this. I remember my mom walking out and her asking my sister, can you take me to the store really quick? They were all in shock. And I, I had to understand that, you know, I mean, this was their daughter, you know, sharing something that was, they never knew what's going to happen to me. I ended up telling them that I learned that I got this from secondhand smoke. I've never smoked in my life. Yeah, my husband, he had head and neck cancer. He was a lifelong smoker. And I, I am in awe that you did all of this by yourself because it just, it knocked the wind out of him. It just completely shriveled him up a six foot man. Yeah, I know. Yes. And, um, you know, my mom is a smoker. My dad was a smoker. My sister, Everything is so crazy because with radiation, I couldn't be around hot weather. And I mean, come on, I'm from Illinois, you know, like I come down to Texas 
and it's so hot and now I'm asked to be in somewhere cool and you know in a cool place and I'm like well should I just go back home but I was like no you know like I have my boys here now I have to just deal with all of this and um we all went outside to the porch and we were all sitting there and I just see my mom and my sister drive up and I can see her eyes just so you know full of tears and and she just hugged me so hard and she's like we're gonna do this together and god chose you because you don't even know it but you are as strong as as you even think you are like god chose you because he knows you're so strong you're gonna get through this and I think after that, you know, I saw a different light and I got the support system. But unfortunately, cancer does come with a price and it became very expensive for me. I ended up losing my condo. So here I am going into a 10 by 10 room, living with my sister and it was amazing. Those two years were amazing because my family is the only thing I have here. You know, it's my sisters and my brother and my parents. And, you know, we don't have a lot of families that have all these cousins running around and we don't have anyone. We only have each other. I love the support system. And at this point, I, I would cry every night, you know, I would cry myself to sleep and I would, I was just, asking why you know why you know and I'm thinking from having this huge home that never changed me I've always been this humble person and because my parents brought us knowing and realizing what we had you know how we grew up and yes I grew up in Illinois and I moved down to Texas but that never changed me having all these cars and, and houses and all this, you know, traveled here and there that never changed me. But I just felt that I never caught a break, you know? So from being homeless to being jobless, to getting a divorce after 12 years, to becoming a single mom and then dealing with cancer. And then finally in 2014, I became in remission. And then it came back and then back again, you know, here comes dealing with now chemo and 2016 has been the last year that I did my last chemo and um, I'm in remission now, but it feels that I'm still there in some type of way I don't know why maybe because I never went to a support group and I never spoke about this you know I know several classmates and I know a lot of my friends have dealt with this and and with cancer itself so I've never been that person to open up about it and I felt that I just left everything inside and to the point that, you know, this is very private, but I feel that I am, you know, in a point of my life that 
I am in the top of the world right now because now after 16 years of being single, I finally found my soulmate and I found him and I'm engaged. But within that time that I was still lost, I attempted to suicide twice. And to me, that was the bottom of the barrel for me. And I didn't know how, how to get out of it. I didn't know. But little by little, I told my sister, I said, sis, I love you and I adore you, but I need to get my own place. So I finally own my fourth home. And Congratulations. Thank you. And I finally own my fourth home. It's mine. And I have an amazing relationship. A lot of people can't believe how I met him. You know, I met my soulmate on Tinder. You know, who would have thought? <laughs> but it was, it, it's, it's been amazing. He's from San Antonio. So we had that back and forth long distance relationship, but he's now here in Laredo with me. And I don't know. I mean, I talk about him and it just puts a smile on my face, you know, because he taught me how to love again. He taught me to love myself. And I think because I've been such an independent woman, I didn't know how to let anyone help me or how to let anyone in. Uh, I've taken him to the tailgates and here and there. And he's like, girl, who do you not know? You know? And it's like, I guess because I was, I'm a people person and that's how I was in school. And he's like, how were you in school? And I said, well, in school, I was an FFA. So I was known as a kicker. I was an ROTC. I talked to everyone, you know, I had friends, you know, in every single building. I said, you wouldn't understand because you've never gone to Nixon, but you would under, if you went there, you would understand what I'm trying to get to. But you know, there's groups in every single building and I spoke to every single one of them. And I think that's who I am. Even till this day, I've, I've worked in the medical field. I've worked, you know, with mental health and that was, I don't know how I got into the mental health, but, you know, from oil field and then working in the hospital and then being in the medical, in the mental health, I loved it because I was able to relate to a lot of stories and we engaged. I engaged with a lot of stories that I felt that I was going through and I loved it. I loved it. But unfortunately, I ended up leaving and I ended up going to work for the government. So there's two things I don't talk about is politics and religion. And uh, lately politics was something that, you know, a lot of people, you know, for me, one, um, I never thought it, it would literally change lives. And it changed my life in an instant. I worked for the government and um, I got laid off. 
because due to the new president and the new, you know, forms of the government, I found myself in like, wow, this is powerful. You know, the government is powerful in so many ways. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm happy, you know, right now, you know, my fiance tells me, you've been working since you've been 16. Maybe it's time for you to take a small break. And I tell him, I can't, you know, I'm one of those women that I have to work, you know, not that because I'm a big spender, but you know, I mean. Just have to stay busy. Yeah, yeah because being home, mine place tricks on you you know and it's just like okay I've already organized and I've I have an OCD so I'm just organizing everything and I'm like okay what else do I do so you know I take my morning walks and I I take care of myself as well you know we're in those 40s that you know if we don't take care of ourselves who will and, you know, and he tells me, don't worry about it. Everything has its place. Everything has its time. And you know what? I've always thought about that. And I've always wanted to write a book of my life. I just don't know how to start it, you know? Well, you start at the beginning. You know, and, and I've always wanted to just tell my story and have someone just, you know, write it for me, you know, because I can, I can tell you my whole life story because I've been through a lot, you know, when, when a relationship, the other half of the relationship, you know, commits adultery or commits, you know, when they cheat on you, to me, it's like, you know, that's a big slap in the face. And, and, and it's hard and it's hard as a woman to deal with all of that because, you know, you come into the trust issues and you don't want to believe anyone anymore. And that's why I go back to now my fiance, like he taught me how to love again. Every day it's like a new beginning because I see life differently. He sees life differently. And I don't know, God put us here. You know, and, and just today, you know, just today he was telling me we're living. I said, amen. We are, we're here. Um, we're blessed. And, and I see, I see life so, so different now that it's, I don't know. It, it's unbelievable of everything that I've been through. You know, my boys are now 28 and 24, you know, and I have a stepson that's 22 and everyone tells me, you're not going for another girl. I said, well, with cancer, it comes with a lot of complications. So that can happen again. But I'm very blessed to have boys. And I think that I'm supposed to be a queen, a queen of my home. You know, that's who I am. But I feel very blessed. And having my boy support, I, I don't know how I would have made it without them. You know, they were the ones holding my hair on my bad days. You know, they would carry me to bed and I have amazing boys. They see life like a new beginning. One of my sons lives in San Antonio and he's like, 
mom, I'm going to be okay. And it's like, wait, you know, what happened? You're supposed to be with me. And he's like, mom, come on. You know, I was like, okay. But, you know, of course, mama bear is always there. But um, I'm so happy right now. I'm, you know, I'm taking a little break. I'm doing DIYs at home. I, I always tell my family, I think I'm going to make my own show because I do so many projects to just keep me busy. And to me, that's like, you know, a lot of people go and just figure things out of how to, you know, go about their day. And to me, it's just staying busy with doing projects here and there, which I love, you know. Are these like uh, decorating projects or home improvement? Oh my gosh, from home improvement to everything. I I mean, I just redid my sister's whole buffet. She has this diner buffet and I just redid it, you know, from night to day. And she's like, what did you do? I said, I got you, you know? And these are just things that just come on my mind, you know, in my head. And I'm just like, I know how to do this or do that. I'm talented in some ways, but I'm not the type to go and be like, hey, you know, I'll do a whole home for you because I feel that, you know, I would need that help from someone, but I know that I've been doing good. I've been, I've been doing amazing right now. I, I say that I'm, I'm on a small vacation, but I'll start working soon. But meanwhile, I stay busy. I can even, you know, write a book of faith because I lost my faith at one point and I learned not to ask why. And I think that's been the best gift ever, you know, to me to find God and to realize that everything is a test in our lives and everything is put in our path. We just might not see it at the time. But it is. And to me, it's, it's been a blessing of disguise. So I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, so where can we see your projects? Do you post them online? You know what I've been? Oh, my gosh, I've been so tempted to do that. And I take all before and afters. Because for the same reason that I want to put that out there, I just feel like I feel like they're not good enough, but I feel that they're... Have you seen some of these things online? You never know. Yeah. And and my sister says, you're amazing. Like she shows pictures to her friends and they're like, where did you get this? And they're like, no, my sister did it. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, nice. You know, I did a sitting bench out of pallets. Wow. It was amazing. And we, and I have before and after pictures and it's just, it's great. But yeah, I think, I think I should, maybe I should put all of this stuff up on online and, and see where it goes from there. My husband was an editor and to help me write, he would tell me you have to write daily. So I think if you post your photos and you can tell a little story That'll get you practicing and build up your confidence to writing your, your, the story of your life or your memoirs. Oh my gosh. Yes. That I would, I would so love that. 
I think I need to take that first step. And I think that, you know, maybe that would help me. I used to write every day and then I stopped. I don't know why. I, I guess, you know, you get into that busy life of a mom and work and here and there. But I think I have some downtime now and I've wanted to go back to that. And sometimes I, I always ask myself, where do I want to be in five years? And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, I want, I, I still want to look at life as there's always that time to say it's never too late. A lot of people, you know, some people tell me, but you're already in your forties. I'm like, well, it's never too late. You know, it's never too late to do this or to that or, or to go back to school. I mean, I went back to school when I was in my thirties and I am an EMT now, you know, I'm a CPR instructor. I have a lot of things under, under my belt that, you know, um, I feel very proud of, but I want to retire. That's one of my goals. I want to retire one of these days and just have land and just see the sunsets and the sunrises every day, you know, but I feel that because of everything that I've been through from having all my obstacles throughout my life and my experiences and my struggles, I deserve to retire in peace and know that my family is good. My boys are great. And I mean, I feel that that's something that I deserve one of these days, you know? Absolutely. And why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after everything you've endured in the past 30 years, I mean, if anyone it's deserves to retire. <laughs> and I feel that I deserve so much. You know, my mom always tells me, you're, you're already a millionaire. I said, yeah, mama, I'm a millionaire of friends because I have so many friends, the support on social media that I, that I got. And it's just, you know, sometimes, you know, with these jobs, you can't be so much on social media, but just me going in there, peeking in, it's like the support is amazing. And, and I love that. And Mostly, I, I love seeing our class so united. I, I love it. You know, it's something that, you know, we put a lot into. And I think that's amazing. I think it says a lot about all of us. I always, I always brag about our class. We have commissioners. We have county judges. We have them all, you know, we have writers, a lot of talented people. Yes. Yes. A lot of talented people. So I'm so happy and so honored to say that I'm, you know, the class of 92, because we are talented in so many ways. And, and I love that. I love that, you know, there's so many healthy women in our class and, you know, they're out there and, in support groups. And I just, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm such a woman for empower for women. Like I love women empowering other women. And I think it's, it's just, 
it's great. It's great to see that, you know, we can see each other and everyone's all in and, you know, you have a lot of them coming out from out of town and I would do the same, you know, even if I wasn't in Texas, which I love Texas, I might been raised and born in Illinois, but I'm a Texas girl now, you know, and I love it. And even if I lived in another state or city, I would so come and, and see everyone because I think it's such a blessing to go back to those years. Do you keep in touch with classmates? I, I was, I would, I, you know, everything just through social media and everything, but then I, I kind of fell out of it because of my job. We weren't able to have much input into social media. They would monitor everything that we would do because of all the presidents. So it was something that I couldn't. So I kind of fell out of it, but I get back on sometimes and I see everyone having babies and grandchildren parties and I love it, you know? So I'm like, okay. I'm here. I'm there now. But I mean, a reunion to us, I, I feel that it's, it's a unity that we have because we've done it. And honestly, all of my sisters and my brother, they all graduated from Nixon and my boys did too. And until this day, I've never heard anyone have a reunion. And I'm like, am I the only one that ever went to a reunion? Because I haven't seen my, you know, my brother or my sisters or even my sons. They've all graduated from there. So I always tell them, you guys aren't going to your reunion. No, mom, we haven't heard of anything. And it's like, wow. Were they as active as you? Because you mentioned you were an FFA. Yes, they are. Well, maybe not. I'm the people person of my sisters. I'm the one that was out there most of the time. But I know that my son, my son is just like me and uh, my older son. And he was class of 2012. And I tell him every single classmate that you had was either in a club, in dance, in sport. I mean, that class was so talented. And I tell him it's so crazy because you know, you're talking about 20 years later, you know, and he graduated in 2012. And I'm like, wow, like that was me, you know, that was my class. And he's like, I know mom, like, isn't it so cool? I'm like, yes. These couple of times that we've gone to the tailgate, well, I'll go and we all see our classes. And of course we all have to stop by mine first, of course. And, you know, they're like, you guys, are awesome. Like you guys are so uh, united. And, and I said, I know, like, and then, you know, we go to the other classes and I love that about Nixon, that spirit of a Mustang. I love that no matter what we all come together. What memories do you have from high school? Um, the pep rallies. I think when the late Miss Moore was our, our principal mm-hmm. and 
every time we would sing that more and more, we got more, you know, all of that is just, I loved it because of the pep rallies. I remember every class had their own theme. My mom was very strict. So I didn't really go too much of the football games. So the pep rallies for me was like a football game. Right. But yeah, my mom was really strict in my, in our high school years for the same reason, you know, we didn't have, we only had each other. We didn't have much family around here. So I never got to go to a lot of football games, but I was in the homecoming court. And I remember my escort was Roger. Rodriguez and <laughs> it was so great because I'm like I'm four foot and you're like six foot like what it was so crazy I was the best we had so much fun I hope you have a picture of that <laughs> you know what I I don't even have a picture of that I'm pretty sure someone has a picture out there of it because me and Roger we keep in touch a lot he's a writer right so you know, so I have his books and, and he's always like, yeah, you know, you were my homecoming partner here. I'm like, yes. Well, he's our next interview, by the way, that we're going to post oh, after really? yours. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. Me and Roger go way back. It, it was so, it was so cool, but yeah, the homecoming, the pep rallies, I loved it. Honestly, honestly, I loved my high school years. I really did. And I, I wouldn't take anything back. I, I don't regret anything. I, I feel that everything was put in its place and I was supposed to be where I was at that time. When you were in FFA, I mean, I was a band geek, so I have no idea what FFA kids did. What did that involve? Did you do competitions? Was that, uh, did you sell your livestock at the fair? What was that yes. like? Um, yes, actually, yes. It wasn't a mandatory, but it was something that we can take upon ourselves to raise livestock. So we were able to raise a lamb, a goat, chickens, rabbits, even a steer, which a lot of people call cows, but it was literally a steer. So we had competitions. We had, we had grass competitions. We had horse competitions. I was a secretary and then I became a chaplain for the class. We went to so many conferences and all around Texas. And it was just, it was amazing because just knowing that there's so many farming in Texas, Texas can be its own country because we make so much farm products out there that when I was in FFA, I got to see that. And I think that's why I love what I do because, you know, I love being out outdoors and I love planting my garden and I need to put that up too because I love planting vegetables and here and there. And, and I guess when we became into this pandemic, you know, that was something that a lot of people you know, we're experiencing in all of this organic stuff. So I already knew how to do all of that. I knew how to even weld. My FFA teacher was amazing. He taught us how to weld and how to even read every single bush and tree and 
that there is out in the Texas fields from every flower to a tree to a bush. I remember I was also Miss FFA on my senior year. So that was, that was exciting. That's cool. Yeah. So, and actually I ended up representing FFA in my homecoming. So that was cool. I was in in ROTC as well. And I think that's where I got a lot of structure. Mm -hmm. I think ROTC is an amazing club. I, I, oh my gosh, but, um, I really, 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 honestly, I wanted to go into the army when I left high school. And back then, you know, we have the old school parents and, um, my mom always said, no women don't go. And to me, I was crushed, crushed by it because I wanted to make my life in the military and I didn't get to do that. I look back and I'm like, why, you know, what if, but then I got blessed with my son. So that's why, that's why, (laughs) yeah, that's why. So, but yes, FFA is always going to be in my heart, ROTC again, I think that we have an amazing band. I think Nixon is an amazing band. And honestly, like when I see the band and the Golden Spurs and the cheerleaders just out there in the parades, honestly, it gives me goosebumps. It's exciting. Yeah. It is. And I love it when they just perform in front of you and you just hear that music. And I'm like, I know this dance, you know, and (laughs) they're doing it, you know, but but it is it's very exciting that's why i think that a lot of times melissa i feel that individuals so amazing like you that reach out to us and learn how our lives are now is just amazing like i commend you well thank you and i'll be honest i wanted to start this project because i noticed that a number of classmates were passing away and I had no idea who they were. And that kind of made me sad because I didn't, I didn't know that person. And yes, we were in a huge class, but it just, it just kind of really hit at me that I, that's somebody I'll never get to know. So I wanted to document our stories and give any advice that we could to the class of 2022 and people coming behind us and just so they know that everyone has a story to tell everyone's story is important amen amen but yeah but it's not about me okay so (laughs) (laughs) what did you do for fun in high school if your parents are strict ah let me see what did I do I never went to parties I never did you know that's 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 really mind-blowing because as bubbly not going as you were in high school I would have thought you would have been at the center of every party honestly yeah and you know what and it's so crazy because I look back and when I was a freshman my sister was a senior and I would go to every single party for from class of 89 because my mom would tell my sister you can only take 
your Take sister. Your sister. Yeah. So I was able to do that, you know, but then here comes my senior year. Oh no. I, I couldn't go to football games. And I was like, but mom, you know, I, I never went out and yeah, everybody tells me you're so bubbly. You're so, you know, energetic. You're so spiritual. You're yeah, but I never did. And I honestly, I, I never, I, I, I remember maybe a couple of times, you know, a couple of us from FFA, we would go cruising back then. It was like a cruising thing. Oh, but my mom was like, I, I would tell my mom, mom, I'm going to go to a friend's house and I will be back, you know, okay, 10 o'clock. And I was like, but wait, that's when the good things, you know, it's the, that's the good hour, you know? That's when everybody goes over to La Sander or exactly. Bartlett. <laughs> that's when they switch. Yes. I was like, wait, that's when everything's starting. And I was so bummed because I was so excited to go and I just couldn't go. I was like, I need to go home. And they're like, but wait, you know, it's barely 10. I'm like, I know. I don't know. And I, and I think that because of all of that, you know, I, I always thank my mom. I always thank my mom and I thank her and I admire her for raising us the way she did, because I feel that maybe she did it for a reason. And she was always scared. What if something happens to you? What if you're in a car and God knows what happens to you. And you know what? And I go back now and me being a mother now, I am the same strict mom that my mother was. And I'm always like, who are you in the car with? You know, they better not be drinking. And you know what? And it's so, it's, it's so funny that neither my boys ever went out when they were in high school. Even when they were seniors, they never went out to senior parties they never did we were so homebodies I guess because you know I became a single mom we got divorced with when the boys were like in third and fourth grade so I raised them and I got them through high school on my own so them seeing that you know everything that I was going through they never went out, you know, we were so homebody and it was like, mom, what are we watching today? You know, we would watch Friday night lights every Friday together. And it was so great because I think people might say, oh, they're mama's boys. I say, I do not care. You know, those are my babies. But yeah, I mean, now turning back to see how everything just, you know, played out. I mean, we were always home, you know, we were always home. And I think now at this age, I think this is how I felt. I felt that even when I was a single mom, I never dated. I never had a boyfriend. I don't know if you even knew, but I never had a boyfriend in high school. I, that's interesting. I, I never did. <laughs> I, had I guess we assumed yeah. we assumed with your bubbly personality that you would have had a boyfriend. That's 
did. Makes sense. All my four years, I never did. And I, and honestly, you know, my fiance tells me you are lying. I said, no, I'm not. I never had a boyfriend in high school. I was so into my clubs and just everything. My academics, I was just into that. You know what I mean? But then now when I was a mom and I was a single mom, I always told the boys, you know, school comes first. I, you need to do this. You need to do that. My son actually was in band. What did he play? And yeah, he played the baritone. Oh. He played the baritone. My son played and- tuba. <laughs> you know Very what? similar. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, he wanted to play the tuba, but because he got braces at the time, they told him that he was better off as with the baritone. So I was like, okay, you know, but he loved it. I loved the way that walk band members do. I think that's amazing. I think that's a talent itself, you know? Um, But I would always tell him, baby, can you walk, you know? And he's like, mom, I'm like, just walk, you know, pretend you have your instrument. We had a blast, just us three, you know? But yeah, he was in football. He was in, in band. You know, I saw myself in my son because he never went out. And maybe because I honestly, <sighs> sometimes I feel that I didn't let them grow because they took care of me. And I always tell them, I'm, and I always say, I'm so sorry. I, I never let you all be, you know, that kid that wanted to go out and going to parties because you were at home taking care of me. And I always tell my kids, you know, I'm sorry. And they're like, mom, like that was the way it's supposed to be. You know, Um, our lives, that was our lives at that moment. And I will never turn back. My son has been working since he was 18 because he wanted to help out. He said that he was the man of the house. So he needed to start working and and being that man and for that I am just I admire that for my son you know and I guess because he was the older one he saw a lot more he understood a lot more and he has grown to be the most amazing man he is very he has, he carries his heart on his sleeve. And I love that because that's who, that's where I carry my heart. You know what I mean? Like we're so lovable when we say, I love you. And we hug each other. And he calls me every day. And I, w- I always tell him, thank you, baby. You know, thank you for being who you are because, you know, and I think he actually put a picture of me on my Facebook and he just said they're like you're my rock mom you know look how far we've come 
you know, and I'm like, amen, you know, we have, we've come a long ways, you know, but we've done it. We've, we did it together. Right. You know, And there's nothing more than that support of, of your children and, and your family and then your friends. And it's just, you're just so full of life and love and, oh, it feels amazing. But yeah, um, my, my boys never went out, you know, they were in so many clubs and, and again, you know, I was their chauffeur, you know, I'm their nurse, I'm their lawyer, I'm everything, you know, and, and I had to become that. And I remember uh, when he graduated, he, you know, when they come out from the, from the arena and they just go and start looking right one and he was looking for me and I felt that. And he was like, mom we did it. And when he said that I broke because he, he saw of the struggles of everything that we had gone through. And yes, we did it, you know? And when he told me, mom, we did this, you know, and that's all I needed to hear. And you know, after that, it was just like, oh, such a relief because, okay, here comes the next one, you know, right. let's, let's do this. And same, you know, my son, my second, my second child graduated of 2016 and same thing. And of course he has, you know, he has more contact with his father, um, but I, I never took that away from them. But again, I think the age difference kind of made one kind of just not go back there and one just to figure out what happened, which, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it because I needed to find peace and I needed to forgive all of that in order to find peace within myself. So, you know, he's gone on with his life and and I've gone on with mine, but it's just something that, you know, we have of understanding that you don't speak bad about me and I don't speak bad about you because I don't think it works for anyone at the end of the day. Especially not the children. Exactly. You know, so I've always said that, you know, this wasn't the children, you know, this was between me and you. And we did what we had to do. We did our best and let's move on from it. And yeah, they do. My 24 year old still lives with me. You know, he works and he's so, um, how can I tell you? He's so, oh, what is that word that I'm trying to get to? Um, Hospitality. Mm Mm-hmm. He wants to cater to everyone because he also has that big heart, but he just wants to have everyone over, you know, and it's like, and I love that about him, you know, because he caters to everyone. Like right now he's, you know, he's next door at my parents, helping them out with some projects that my mom had 
and I love that about him, you know? I mean, he's my youngest. He, he was too young when all of this, um, when all the divorce and all of that happened. But there's a lot of questions, unanswered questions that he has. But I, I think there's always the right time for all of that. I don't think it's the right time yet. But I mean, every day I tell them, I did this. I put a roof over your head. I provided food and water and clothing on your back. I did it. And I pat myself every single day. Of course. That, well, enduring everything else that you went through. Yes. Well, having had two boys graduate from high school already, what is your advice for the J.W. Nixon class of 2022. Class of 2022. I will say that the best thing that you have is time. Because time will never be erased. You need to enjoy and Take every piece of that time and enjoy it and do it with respect and with that knowing that you might have, you know, your your strict parents and you might not have those strict parents, but I feel that time, it's just take everything in you know, enjoy every moment of it because you'll never, you'll never get that back. And as for me, I felt that my high school years were the best. A lot of people took their years to run away and that was their, that was their venting time. You know, that was their time away from home. There was, it was a time away from you know, a lot of different family situations that everyone was going through, that was their time to just get out of that situation, going to school and enjoying every moment. And I feel that, you know, with this pandemic, that we, all of us have have dealt with and suffered from it, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, I feel that this is the time to embrace everything, embrace it all, because you'll never get it back. That's true. That's very true. Is there anything else you would like to add or tell your fellow classmates before we end? My fellow classmates, um, I always go back to our last reunion and I love that it was so many of us. Mm -hmm. And hopefully if we do have another reunion and hopefully it does happen, I hope to see more of us there. And I love every single one of you. I admire everything that everyone has been doing. I, I see everyone's stories. I may not comment on everyone because I'm just, you know, sometimes I get, we all get busy in our lives, but know, know that 
my heart is with every single one of you all. My support for your families, for your loved ones. I always send out prayers for everyone because I feel that, you know, a lot of us might not ask for that faith or prayer, but know that I'm always sending it out there. And stay true to yourself. Be strong. And if there's any women that have gone through or are going through what I did, you will overcome it and more power to everyone. I love everyone. I love you all. And Mustangs forever, green and gold. That's right. Great. Well, thanks again for telling us your life story and what an interesting life. Thank you. And as I said, just what you've been through, my goodness, that you're still standing on your own two feet 30 years later. It's amazing. (laughs) And it was great seeing you too. And, and again, I love what you're doing. And I think, like you said, you know, keeping in touch with everyone, it'd be really nice to one of these days, just have a zoom with so many of us in it and just, oh my gosh, you know, um, just see everyone. And that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. And and all of us just have one of those days and just see everyone at one time. And it's a blessing. It's yes, a blessing. It yes, it is. As always, thank you for listening. Our next episode features Roger Rodriguez, and he will be interviewed by a special guest interviewer. That's Alma Lozano. So make sure you subscribe or follow however you listen to your podcasts. And if you are interested in participating, Please let us know, let me know, and we hope to see you soon. Take care of your mental health.